Hi, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Sorry about that. I I was on the delay, so now I'm in real time here. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the number. Keith Knutson, Viterbo, political scientist, in here with me today. Hi, Keith. Hello, Rick. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mueller report and whatever else. There's so much stuff happening in the news today that we could probably bounce around a little bit. But we tried to do that last time you were in here. And we ended up bouncing around until four minutes were left in the in the hour. And then we never did get to the Mueller report. And then a lot of people started calling because I think they, they're interested in, in you know, uh, just, you know, it, it's been out, what, over a month? A little bit over Almost, a month. Uh, oh, yeah, it's been out a month. Uh, he uh, finished it a couple months back and turned and, it over to the attorney general. And it's one of those things that I, I haven't read it. I've read stories with excerpts from it, mm-hmm. but I haven't sat down and... And re- have you sat down and read it? Sure. And does it read? Is it pretty easy to read? You know, if you just or is I, it? I wouldn't very... call this easy reading. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, it, 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 in my estimation, well written. It's uh, these are highly uh, uh, skilled professionals putting together um, uh, a legal document. Uh, and uh, uh, as uh, Mr. Mueller said at the end of his news conference. Uh, uh, the first half is, of his report on uh, Russian meddling in the election is something that should concern every American. Uh, the second half of the report on uh, possible obstruction of justice by the president uh, as the investigation uh, proceeded uh, is uh, another issue which should be important to people. Uh, that, of course, gets us much more political. Unfortunately, the first issue gets political because of the reaction of the president to the report. Sure. I mean, and you, do you think he read the report? Because <laughs> he's not um, like a big I, I, reader. Uh, most, uh, most reports about President Trump is that he generally is not an avid reader. And I can't, for me, I can't imagine pre- the president uh, reading the report. The Queen gave him a book about uh, World War II yes. as a gift. Do you think she was trolling him there? Like, here's a book, <laughs> President Trump. You really think Queen Elizabeth II is a troller? Yeah, I think so. I think she's like very maniacal, and she just gave him this book. Um, but anyway, back to the Mueller report. Um, when you're when you're reading it, there's he has there are summaries within the report that that are are basically for the layman to read, right? Sure. Like that's for for me. And, that's the quick read. Yeah. Then you go, oh, okay. So like a little bit more of a story. Uh, storytelling sections of the report that you could probably better understand. Well, I, I think I think it, it would be safe to say summations okay. uh, of a storyline, but it, it certainly doesn't read as a story. Yeah, okay, right. Um, and then that, that's where I get back to, I'm always reading stories that include the Mueller report. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm picking out I stories think one, I, I think one can get a pretty good uh, gist of the, of the report by reading the news, but... Uh, uh, that is the news reports of it, their summations. Sure. Uh, but I, 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 not everyone is going to read the report, for sure. Yeah, because um, when you say legal document, I automatically just like get a little sleep. Well, and it's 450 pages, so yeah. it, it, it took some time. Do you think um, – I know I, I, didn't, I didn't look into the story. I, just, I remember seeing the headline, and I just forgot to look at it. Um, and this is something you brought up last time you were here a month ago. How many people in Congress have actually also read the report? Well, you might recall we had a, a, a caller who asked me how many members of Congress had read the report, and I replied to her I just couldn't answer such a question. Um, now there is a public opinion poll. Uh, well, there's a, a news story um, where um, 
members of Congress were polled, have you read the, uh, the report? And uh, almost a quarter of the members of Congress um, responded uh, that they hadn't read the report. Right. And do you, do you think it's their duty to, to read that? Do they have, should they be required to read that? Or, or I, I don't know, it feels like something that's kind of important and kind of their job. One would hope that uh, on such a vital topic, uh, all members of Congress would uh, read this report. Um, the, 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 the news story didn't mention any single individual member of Congress, so we don't know who did or who did not. Um, uh, we might be able to get a, a sense of uh, what anyone has uh, read or not by their um, presentation of their their understanding of the report we could have a little quiz for him right like on page <laughs> no uh, uh section whatever i don't even know how well it's, rick that's... i'm an educator and i always uh, uh, I, I i don't uh, uh, do these quizzes uh, i have students write essays okay um i think that's a much more effective way of uh, um someone uh, uh showing what the person has learned uh, from a reading exercise. are they still little light blue books um, no, no uh, okay. most everything is online now. Oh, yeah, uh, you I know, computerized. <laughs> well, yeah, when I was in college, we had to literally write our answers on There tests. are a few blue books still around. Um, I remember doing one in college. Uh, it was a war It was a war history class. And I. It was the question was worded to, to fool you a little bit. And I ended up writing, it was about the Korean War. And I wrote, I knew all the answers. I, I've forgotten since. But, and then I, I'm like, no, that's about the Vietnam War. So I erased everything and started writing about the Vietnam War. And I handed it in and I walked away and I got, you know, a couple hundred yards from class. And I went, no, it was the Korean War. And I ran back and I was like trying to explain to him. And then I was showing him the test book. And, and I'm like, look, you could see I erased all my answer. And I'm like, and I was trying to like verbally tell him the answer. But he just laughed and I got a passing grade and he kind of understood that. Like I got the question wrong, but you did know the answer for if the question was worded this way. But it was kind of funny. Um, yeah, so at least you can read, cause I can't imagine being able to, you've, I mean, you've, you've been a teacher when you've had to read the handwriting, like you must have to like get used to that. At some uh, I'm point. grateful for the computer age. <laughs> right. Definitely. Um, side, that was a sidebar, uh, by the way, 608-785-7914. If you have questions with, uh, political scientists at Viterbo Keith Knudsen about the Mueller report, or if you guys want to just like in general, uh, have questions about, um, anything political because we have an expert in here. Um, when you read the Mueller report, just did any one thing really stick out for you? Or, well, for me, um, we knew quite a bit of the information in the report um, in terms of Russian meddling and Trump campaign personnel who had made contact with Russians. Uh, that had been reported in the media uh, through uh, 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 investigations by journalists. Right. The Mueller report then confirmed uh, almost everything we had already learned uh, from a, a, a criminal justice perspective. What Mueller does say at the end of the, the report, especially um, in the first half, of course, he, he concludes that there is no evidence of a conspiracy on behalf of the Trump campaign with the Russian government, Russian agents. Um, the second half of the report is on the... Uh, 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 behavior of the president, um, and uh, what, uh, again, a thousand uh, former federal prosecutors have concluded, there are almost a dozen um, uh, instances of uh, what uh, these uh, former prosecutors would say was uh, 
obstruction of justice, then uh, ordinary citizens would be charged with obstruction. Sure. Mueller's conclusion was uh, policies out of the Justice Department from previous uh, impeachment investigations, a sitting president may not be indicted. So Mueller's conclusion was the criminal justice system is not the avenue to deal with the potential obstruction of justice by the president. Um, and uh, he's pretty clear. Uh, uh, there is a method of uh, engaging that issue, and that's through the Congress of the United States, and uh, that would uh, end up in an, in a, an impeachment investigation. Mm-hmm. So it's possible for the Congress, the House of Representatives, is where the impeachment process starts. Um, impeachment requires a simple majority vote uh, in the House, that is 50 percent plus one, and then if the House were to vote impeachment on any president, uh, they did against uh, Bill Clinton in 98. Then in January of 99, there was a trial in the United States Senate to convict a president and remove requires a two-thirds vote in the United States Senate on the impeachment charges which are brought out of the House. Sure. Um, we'll get back. We'll get back to that in a, in a minute because I feel like uh... – the whole impeachment thing, there's there's all kinds of storylines behind that. But uh, we're going to break right now for news. We'll be back in just a minute. And as set forth in the report, after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, It was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Those points are summarized in our report, and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. And beyond department policy, we were guided by principles of fairness. It would be unfair to potentially it would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime when there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. So that was Justice Department policy. Those were the principles under which we operated, and from them we concluded that we would would not reach a determination one way or the other, about whether the president committed a crime. All right. 
Thank you, Mr. Mueller. That was Robert Mueller last week, uh, late last week, uh, just his first time publicly speaking in two years or or more, maybe more than two years, because I don't know the last time he publicly spoke. But um, how how important is it that that he be heard from and how important was that that he that he spoke? Well, it uh, counterbalanced the presentation by the attorney general, William Barr, um, who presented uh, uh, a different kind of storyline, which President Trump then uh, picked up and said, um, in Trump's words, no collusion, um, uh, complete exoneration. And uh, uh, even after Mueller, uh, even after uh, the attorney general had made his uh, in my estimation, misleading pronouncement, Mueller sent some letters and said, look, you're not fairly representing this. And so now Mueller has had his public moment to um, explain his uh, findings and uh, justify his behavior. Um, we're going to go to the phones. This is your your good friend, Eric from Sparta. Uh, Eric, you there? Go ahead. I am. Uh, I must ask you, uh, regarding what Mueller said there, it was recorded there. If he wasn't charged with indicting the president for crimes, what the hell was the investigation for then? Although we haven't found anything that will convict the president, we we could not convict him because the the law will not allow us to do. So why did we do the investigation? Well, I I think we can answer that question, Eric. Um, And Mueller made it pretty clear in his... uh, uh, public presentation, as well as in his report, um, the criminal justice system is not the avenue to address criminality of uh, a president of the United States. This goes to the House of Representatives, and the House can engage. I'll finish if I may. Um, the House then can engage in uh, an impeachment investigation, and out of that investigation, the House has the constitutional privilege of um, uh, formulating charges, which would be uh, uh, impeachment charges, and then if uh, that would pass the House, then it would go to the Senate for a trial. So that's the purpose of the investigation, to provide the evidence uh, to the legislative branch of government to uh, engage in its constitutional obligation of regulating potentially criminal behavior of a president of the United States. Okay, let me ask you this again. What was the purpose of the investigation? Was that to provide Congress with evidence to uh, indict the president? or was Not to, in, to, to criminally charge in, in impeachment, if, if that's the case. And, and as, well, I read, as I read the Mueller report and, and listen to him, uh, Mueller uh, would, in my estimation, uh, have clearly been intending for the, the House to now pick this uh, storyline up and uh, engage in its uh, its inquiry. Um, thanks a lot, Eric. Uh, we're going to go to the next caller here. Uh, caller, who's this? Chris. Hey, Chris. What's your question or comment? I just wanted to talk about what um, I wanted to disagree with what the professor just said about uh, Barr and Mueller's disagreement about the report. Okay. Go ahead. You're on. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that you did not think that uh, that Barr had properly represented what the uh, report said in his four-page memo. Is that correct? That's correct. 
and and, and, and Mueller's letter, uh, Mueller's letter to Barr uh, said said that. Mueller accused Barr. Well, he didn't accuse him. Mueller doesn't uh, operate that way. Um, Mueller's letter uh, uh, was uh, indicating that he felt uh, Barr's presentation was misleading. I'm going to say misleading the public. Those are my words, not not Mueller's. And that that wasn't my understanding at all. My understanding was that. Mueller believed that the press wasn't appropriately representing uh, what he meant for his report to say. He wasn't necessarily criticizing the way that Barr presented the report in his memoranda. I think you're mistaken in that understanding, Chris. No, I, I don't think I am. I think it was pretty clear that what Barr, Barr was saying, he did not believe that Mueller was dissatisfied with any way in the, that he bit presented or represented the uh, conclusions of the report, that he was disappointed in the way the media had absorbed and was reporting it. I think you're mistaken. No, go back and look at the reporting. I, I mean, it's a I, 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 We've all been there, Chris. You're, you're reading it one way, I'm reading it another, and I, I think you are, like the Attorney General did with Mueller's words, I think you're twisting them. No, I'm not twisting them at all. I think, now, you tell me one way one way that this report concludes that the investigation was hampered or was obstructed. In fact, hampered or obstructed in any way. That was not what we were discussing. We were discussing the way Attorney General Barr presented the Mueller findings, and Mueller himself in a letter uh, suggested that uh, uh, this is not an accurate depiction, and uh, it is confusing the public's perception of what the report had to say. I understand what, what we had initially discussed, and we have a disagreement about that, and you can go back and look at the record. And what I'm asking you now is, how in any way did the president obstruct the investigation? How did that report the in second any half way of, The second half the of the report lays out, excuse me, Chris, uh, the second half of the report lays out uh, about a dozen uh, incidents, um, the behavior of the president, um, which... Uh, uh, a, a thousand former federal prosecutors have publicly, in a letter, uh, gone on record as saying this, uh, uh, for any citizen, would be considered obstruction of justice. Yeah, the, isn't yeah the whole second half of the report is literally like, what, right. is it 12 or is it 10? Sure, the, the president uh, trying to get his lawyer, Don McGahn, to fire McGahn. Uh, 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 Mueller, and then uh, the president trying to get Don McGahn to lie about the president asking him to fire Mueller. Right, and over and over, there's 10 example. or 12 of those. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, all right, one more call before we hit, hit a news break. Uh, caller, I don't know, who, who is this? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I don't remember uh, uh, McGahn saying that Trump told him to lie. It's uh, in the in report. Fact, that never happened. It's in the report. And uh, uh, number two, it, nothing's going to happen with this impeachment. If, even if the House votes, it's going to go to the Senate, and Mitch McConnell's going to shoot it down. It's a done deal. Uh, I, 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 think, uh, I think that's a pretty astute observation. Uh, that probably is what's going to happen. And this, of course, is why the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has been very slow uh, in, her, in her movement on this. Um, just this morning in the, in the La Crosse Tribune, I had a, a column on... Um, uh, a historical example of the Republican Party uh, in the same decade that it was invented here in Wisconsin, investigating uh, President James Buchanan um, for his uh, uh, criminal behavior, uh, misusing federal funds and getting elected in 1856. And I think this is the more likely avenue 
for the Democrats to pursue. They could open up an impeachment inquiry. Um, uh, I think Jerry Nadler, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, is planning to uh, hold public forums so that uh, uh, people will begin to, uh, um, let's say, uh, consider the Mueller report and uh, uh, be aware of it. But uh, uh, you're right, the, the Republic, uh, only one Republican in the House uh, Amish, Justin Amish of Michigan, has called for impeachment. Uh, no U.S. senator has uh, given any support, uh, a Republican, uh, to an impeachment process. And uh, uh, I think the lesson that we learn is from the Clinton impeachment effort by the Republicans in 98 and the failure, uh, miserable failure to convict where uh, a two-thirds vote was needed. Uh, the Senate did not get a simple majority on either a charge against Clinton to convict. And that's the lesson we're using today. And uh, chances may be good that uh, that is the lesson that will be uh, ad adhered to by the Democratic majority in the House of Representatives. We'll see. Th 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 this is not my call, but... Uh, uh, chances might be good that that would be the avenue to follow. I mean, this is the way we're governing right now. If we were going to govern like that, like the House is passing bills right now. I mean, they did a Dreamers uh, a, a dreamers bill yesterday that's going to go to the Senate and not get passed. And, and even if it did, it would go to Trump and he wouldn't sign it. Like if we're going to govern like that, then the, the House might as well not exist, right? Well, of course, to get legislation, um, uh, both houses uh, of Congress have to pass it with identical wording. And then a president uh, signs it uh, into law. Uh, that uh, uh, that legislative process has uh, <laughs> it's been uh, stalled mightily for uh, almost a decade since uh, the Democrats lost control um, uh, after the 2010 election, uh, after uh, the Affordable Care Act, and uh, about a dozen pieces of major legislation passed in Obama's first two years of his eight-year presidency. Um, since then, there hasn't been very much um, legislation that's, that's had um, meaningful impact beyond just keeping the government operating. Sure. Um, all right, we're going we're gonna to go back to Scott. We're going to hit news, and first we're going to come to Scott's comment after these quick break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. If you want to get in here, you can talk. You can call that number. You can text that number. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of texts here, Keith. Uh, oh, and with me, Keith Knutson from Viterbo, political scientist. We're talking about the Mueller report, and uh, so first text we got a, just a few. Why him again? He is so negative and one-sided. Well, I don't know. Are you, I don't know if you're being, I, I resemble that remark. I don't know if you're being negative. I mean. You could be being one-sided, but then that other person well, is the I'd other li side. I'd like to think that I'm not one-sided. I think that uh, we're able to have views and take positions, um, but uh, also be able to incorporate opposing views. Uh, unlike, uh, I was pretty hard on Chris uh, earlier, uh, I felt he was misrepresenting what Mueller said in his letter. Um, and so I, I think we've got to be able to call out uh, when we think people are misrepresenting what's going on. But we also uh, uh, need to respect one another. This is one of the, the problems our society has kind of fallen into. We demonize one another um, and uh, we don't listen to each other. Well, I control this board. So if you get out of hand, I am just going to take my power and turn you down. Uh, I'll, and I'll, just like I hung up on a couple of people, but I didn't really hang up on them. But we had a couple of calls to get to. Um, so th that's my executive powers. Uh, let's see here. We'll go to the phone. 
Is this Chris again? Hello? Yeah, I'm following up with uh, my conversation earlier with the professor about uh, Mueller's response to Barr's memo. Yeah, okay, Chris, go ahead. There's a couple of people on hold here, so if you can make it quick. Yeah, I looked up the, since I was driving before, I didn't have an opportunity to rebut what you had said. But what I'm talking about was, uh, this is from the AP, so it's not a conservative uh, magazine or anything. This is a uh, recount of Barr's testimony uh, in front of Congress, and he had ended up saying that Mueller, he had a conversation with Mueller on the phone about Mueller's complaints in his letter, and Mueller told him he had not misrepresented the report. Instead, Barr said that Mueller told him he was upset that the press coverage was reading too much into the letter. I, I see. I see the. the I see the. I see the point you're, being, you're I, Chris. I see the point you're making. Um, uh, this. This, of course, is the testimony of William Barr. Um, his interpretation of what Mueller might have said to him. Mueller has not come out and said anything about that conversation. Um, uh, even the. Um, uh, uh, the the, the letter hiding. itself. Um, well, hiding. Say that again. He said he won't testify. He's hiding. He said he won't testify to anything outside his report. Well, you can yes, you can interpret that as hiding. Uh, m- m- uh, I take it uh, as Mueller saying, "Hey, we've engaged in a two-year investigation. We've turned over uh, a 450-page document." Uh, we're not, uh, he's not a special prosecutor. He's a special counsel. So the, after the, the, the Watergate, uh, incident with President Clinton, the law has changed. What is Mueller's law, uh, role here? Um, I read Mueller as, uh, playing his role by the law. Um, now, uh, I guess you're free to say he's hiding, but I, I, I don't think, uh, a decorated war hero is going to be hiding. I think he's playing his role by the law. You know, I, I, it's okay. I, it, it, I can say I congratulate him and I thank him very much for his service, but that doesn't give him a pass. He's hiding. He doesn't want to come back and have to answer questions about his investigation, why he hired all these hacks to come and to, to uh, parade all this stuff out into the press, all of the leaks that occurred, uh, the, the fact that it's so one-sided, he, he knows that once he gets in front of Congress and he's asked questions, uh, he's going to have some serious uh, problems. And well, so, I'm, I'm, Chris, know, it's, it's a pleasure to speak with hand, you. Since you know Robert Mueller's mind, I'm not prepared to go there. Um, he just talked last week, Robert Mueller. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. Was he hired? Were there leaks to his report? I feel like nobody talked. I think this, in today's day and age, uh, this operation was uh, remarkably leak-proof. Yeah. Uh, we're going to the phones again. Caller, who's this? Yeah. Keith, Keith today is just listening to him. It's just like reading his column in a newspaper. It's all garbage. Well, thank you thank for you. reading. I appreciate it. All right. Um, and Eric, Eric's back. Eric, go ahead. I am. According to the uh, conversation we had uh, at the end of the show, I was kind of wondering the way I get from you. Uh, for uh, I apologize for um, not being uh, respectful to you for being a professor and knows everything. You said that uh, the reason for the Mueller investigators was to provide Congress with information so they could decide whether to impeach or not. Is that correct, sir? 
that would be uh, my reading of Mueller's conclusion in his report, yes. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. It was all meant to set up to uh, try to get impeachment going, is that correct? Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't understand that one, Eric. It was set, the Mueller hearings were set up to provide Congress with preceding hearings against President Trump. Uh, well, of course, Mueller was uh, uh, appointed the special counsel by the by uh, R- Rosenstein, um, uh, who came into the Justice Department. Uh, remember, the Attorney General uh, Sessions had recused himself. He had actually lied about his Russian contacts during the campaign. Um, and uh, uh, once uh, the uh, head of the FBI, Comey, was fired, that's when we got Robert Mueller as the special counsel. So uh, uh, the confluence of events uh, leading up to uh, 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 developments two years ago, that's what brought Mueller onto the scene um, to investigate Russian interference into the 2016 election, and then uh, subsequently uh, to uh, uh, look into President Trump's behavior as the investigation proceeded. Uh, and again, a thousand former federal prosecutors have uh, publicly stated that um, almost, a, 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 I think it's only 10 uh, instances of the president's behavior in their estimation uh, would comprise obstruction of justice for an ordinary citizen. Um, here's Mueller. Here's one more clip from Mueller. And I will close by reiterating the central allegation of our indictments that there were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. So if nothing else, like we need to be worried about people interfering in our elections. Uh, for sure. Um, uh, and and, and, and uh, uh, that's where in, in the first half of the, the report, um, uh, Mueller referenced indictments of uh, Russians, um, a Several uh, people, Papadopoulos, uh, worked for the Trump campaign for a while. Um, he was indicted, uh, spent a little time in jail. Um, uh, so the, the influence of Russia into the campaign, from the report, it's pretty clear. Uh, Russia intended to influence the election outcome uh, in favor of uh, candidate Donald Trump, um, uh, against the interests of candidate Hillary Clinton. I think it's uh, pretty hard to come to any other kind of conclusion on the Russian intention. Um, go back to the text line. Joseph texts in, I'm glad you're discussing the Mueller report. The public needs to know how damaging it is to the president. Uh, Bill texts in, just started listening a bit ago. It was like, I, I thought I was listening to CNN. Thanks, Th- Bill. Thank you. That's a compliment. <laughs> Um, another person texts in, thank you for deftly wading through misinformation and providing unbiased facts rather than stubbornly wrong conservative politics. That's from uh, another texter there. Uh, 608-785-7914. We're going to do one more quick break and then we'll wrap it up. All right, we're back. 608-785-7914. In here with the Turbo Professor Keith Knutson talking about the Mueller report. We're going to go right to the phones because there's a couple of people on hold and I want to get them in. Uh, Mary, you'll have to be quick, but go ahead. Me? Yep, go ahead, Mary. Okay. Um, just a comment on your um, commentary. I feel like this whole thing was biased from the start. No one addresses Mr. Peter Strzok 
the FBI agent turned out to be a crook and a phony. Hillary Clinton and her dossier, I think this goes all the way up to Obama, and I think it will eventually be found out. They wanted to take Trump down because they didn't think he'd become president, but he did, and he's successful, and they can't deal with it. All right. Thanks, Mary. So it starts with Peter Strzok and Obama. FBI agent. uh, I don't know. When he testified, I thought he was pretty convincing, and he knew what he was talking about. You get William Barr up there, and he's stumbling and bumbling like me on this show. Yeah. Um, The indiscretion uh, between uh, Strzok and his uh, uh, co-worker. um, uh, Was it his wife or his co-worker? uh, Maybe mistress. Um, uh, They were... texting on how they uh, didn't like Trump and they thought he would lose. Um, and they've since been um, uh, let go from the FBI. Sure. Uh, one more call real quick. Uh, go ahead. Uh, well, from what I got from the Mueller report, uh, from, you know, when he addressed, uh, you know, made a, a press conference in which he didn't take any questions, I might add. So it wasn't a press conference. Uh, uh, that was his intention. He uh, is not interested in, in engaging that that give and take with the press. Yeah, well, when most people give press conferences, they you know take questions. Well, it, but that, that, it, it wasn't a press conference, so you, you well, can't call it that. My point is, is that it seemed like uh, he was like begging Nadler not to uh, subpoena him. You know, oh, I don't want you know, I don't want to have to. I'm not going to answer any questions prior to my report. Well, uh, I've got a few questions. I'd like to cross-examine him myself. Yeah, i got a few questions for that boy. You know, two years of investigation, and it initially was no, for collusion. And what happened? No collusion. So how can you obstruct something that didn't happen? You can't. Um, so, so I'd like to respond to that. Uh, of course, President Trump... Um, uh, and many people in his campaign uh, lied about their contacts with Russians. Um, and uh, uh, what Trump has been trying to do is uh, keep this out of the news. Of course, um, Mueller's investigation ensured that it would stay in the news. Um, and uh, uh, the first half of the report said no conspiracy. The second half of the report, uh, typical fashion, Watergate, uh, uh, we see the same kind of behavior. Uh, we, we talk about the cover-up being worse than the crime. Um, and so, uh, the uh, again, a thousand federal prosecutors uh, talking about obstruction of justice uh, in reaction to the president's behavior as presented in the Mueller report. Um, we just, we have to grapple with that. Uh, people may want to talk it away, uh, uh, may want to uh, try to change the, uh, what this is about to something else. Um, I don't think that's going to be successful. Well, when the the caller said that Mueller is afraid of being subpoenaed, the, everyone in the Trump administration is denying subpoenas. So come yeah. on, like they're I, all afraid. I, I, I just don't <laughs> think it's appropriate to call Mueller a boy. I, I, I think uh, uh, he's a public servant. He's a great American. 